There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So I was in the shower. I was cleaning my ass and making all the shirts all sparkly. Thank you, Clean. I'm not the funny one. I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. music, wine, and then blue bump the glory holds like a, a like dick theater of a magic your mouth. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome yes. back. Yes, welcome back to another episode of By the By. Yes. I'm one of your hosts, Bradford. And I'm the other host, Angela. And in Angela's lap is yeah. your mascot, Pippin. We have a little squirmy no, Pippin. No, he's all squirmy and happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, welcome back. Mm-hmm. It's a week away from... By Visibility Day, yes. which, if you have forgotten, is September 23rd. Yes, so get ready to celebrate. Yes, mm-hmm. be visible. Mm-hmm. Don't be invisible. <laughs> and if somebody can't see you, punch them in the face. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, it's 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 a whole new world out there. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, what, uh, what, what have we got going on? Angela looks like she has something she wants to say. And she's like, all right, Pippin, you got to go in the flow. <laughs> yeah, you're going in the floor. I got I got stories to tell. Yes. So this weekend, or I guess starting this weekend, September 18th to 23rd, there is the Australia New Zealand Stand by Us Conference 2020. Cool. Stand it, by. <laughs> I'm giving it, them a theme song. If you're interested in looking up details about it, it is at www.standbyus and that's standbius.com. Yes. Because if you did BYU, you go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, stand by. Right, right. Uh, but basically, this is a conference where organizations across Australia and New Zealand have come together for BiPlus Visibility Day event. And so this is a way to get the organizations together to raise awareness and to address BiPlus specific challenges, dispel stereotypes. And so, yeah. It's, did there's you say to spell or to dispel? Dispel. Dis- I thought you said dis- dispel stereotypes because I can't do that either. <laughs> dispel stereotypes. I know you can't spell it. <laughs> Public schooling in Kentucky. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be a really good conference. There's a lot of good things going on. So, go to the website, check it out. Cool. That is September 18th to 23rd. And again, it is www.standbybis.com. Yeah. But but it's not stand by by us. It's just stand oh, by us. Sake. Where S T A N D B I U S dot com. Ah, stand by us. So, we have some information for you this week. We are diving back. We're doing something we don't really do very often, and that is so we're going back into the way way back machine. 
Uh huh. And we're we're <laughs> so pulling bad at my job. Well, I have one job, <laughs> and I can't even get it fucking right. <laughs> Do you want to try that again? No. Just right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we're pulling up some data from a long time ago. Yes. Uh, as I recall, um, many, many moons ago in the before four time, mm-hmm. a listener sent us a whole heap of documents. Yes. And we read through those documents. Yes. And we reported on them. Yes. On a podcast. <laughs> and this. This is all accurate. This is that podcast. <laughs> so definitely uh, keep your earballs open and listen to this. This is some good information. If you've heard yeah. it before, listen to it again because it's still good information. And we're still funny. I mean, we're amazing. Mm-hmm. And you'll likely pick up on different things if you did hear it the first time. Uh, it was episode 124 when we did it the first time. But, I mean, like anything, you know, you watch a movie, you watch a TV show, you read a book, and the second time around that you do the same thing, you pick up on different things. So if you have heard it, I suggest listening to it again yes. and seeing what you learn or what you may have heard before but then kind of forgot about. And if not, listen to it the first time and then go yes. back in time and listen to what we listened to <laughs> said back then, which is basically the same stuff. Yeah. Shh, don't yeah. Tell <laughs> and away we go. So that leads us into our topic for tonight. Yes. Today, depending on when you're listening to this, this morning, Tomorrow. I don't know. Well, yesterday. <laughs> I mean, because people could segment it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and right now, somebody's already been like, yep, I'm done with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So today we're going to talk about bisexuality in a whole lot of arenas. Uh, talk about by invisibility, by erasure, the effect of, um, I'm going to say social acceptance, but ultimately more social, the lack of acceptance and the effects on individuals. Um, it's going to just be a whole suite of topics that uh, we had covered previously in um, a presentation we did for a festival earlier this year. And we had a listener who was super kind and sent us so many papers, a lot of scientific papers, research types of things. There's like 12 to 14 scientific papers in that email. It was a lot, yeah. So she sent us a lot of data to kind of really help us to beef it up and pad it and, and back up some of what we already had, add to it. And it's just so, so much information. But I think it's really important information that people need to hear because sometimes you kind of forget how things like this really, really, truly affect individuals and how it affects us as a society. Right. Real people. Real people. Yeah. Um, So we have in front of us, each of us, 13 pages of notes (laughs) that have been collated down from these however many papers. It was some some crazy amount. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, thank you very much for sending. uh, Yeah, it was kind of awesome. Sending those. Um, It did take us quite a while to cull through the information. Mm -hmm. And I will admit that Angela culled through the vast majority of the information uh, because I'm not smart enough to read papers like this. Now, if you do want uh, to actually read the papers or if you want more information on them, on exactly where all this data came from, by all means, let us know. Uh, We can put it up. We can send it to you. And definitely, you know, it's, it's good to go to the source and read it for yourself because a lot of this is quite distilled down just to make it a manageable amount of information. Yes. Bites. Little yes. bites. Not yes. big, meaty <laughs> chunks. Yeah. Show us your big, meaty... Anyway. Um, 
So I guess first we should start about talking just about bisexuality and how it is a bit of a minority within an already existent minority. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you look at the LGBT community, a lot of people don't realize that uh, the the bisexual side of that represents 52% of the LGBT. So... Which is huge. That's huge. Because that's not... It's certainly not the group you hear the most about. No. So it's really kind of fascinating that it's that big of a number percentage-wise within. Within within a community that's already marginalized, yes. Yeah. Uh, And and there is a lot of uh, marginalization within the community of... Of bisexuality, and it's really interesting. Uh, you know, it's something already. I'm going off topic, but it's something I, I've thought about for a long time. And I think what it is is any group that is marginalized wants to marginalize someone because there's they want to be normalized, and we marginalize other groups, thus normalizing ourselves to then lift yourself up and feel more normal, more normal, mm-hmm. and more like everybody else. Uh, and it, it's something that I think we as a as a community, and we as a society, and we as people need to be better about and not. Try not to do that. Mm-hmm. The The way we all become equal is by treating each other equal. It's not by pushing someone else down mm-hmm. and and either excluding them or or erasing them from... from minimizing. Yeah, minimizing yeah. them. Yeah. And that's it's something that we see quite often in, in the... Well, in the swinger community and in, in the poly community and the kink community. It's just... It's really interesting how people are so quick to... To snap judge and then push beneath. Push, yeah, push others away. You're right. Wow, glad we got that recorded. No, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> it really is just kind of fascinating because yeah, I never thought about it in that way before. And that if you're marginalizing someone else, that then you feel better about your status, your group, whatever it may be. Um, but it completely makes sense because everyone wants to be normal. Yeah, everybody yeah. wants to be part of a tribe and everyone wants to be normal. Whatever that is, because there is no real yeah, true exactly. normal. There is but, no true yeah. normal. We are all normal. Look in the mirror. That's a normal person. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what happens, and we've already touched on it just a bit, is by invisibility and by erasure. So I guess the first thing we should do is probably define those two words for mm-hmm. people who may have never heard of it. Um and typically, I'll, I'll do by which one? Do you want to do one and me do one? Yeah, sure, yeah. we could do that. Uh, so when I when I think uh, by erasure, I think of the pop stars. Like, uh, I think it was Lady Gaga who recently came out as bisexual. And the, uh, the, the news media uh, immediately said that she was lesbian. Mm-hmm. Even though she had had a male partners in the past, uh, or if you know people see us on the street, a male female couple holding hands, they assume that we're both straight or heterosexual. And so it's that even if you tell people that you're bi, they then go, "Oh, cool, but you're you're straight now," and that's that erasing of of the the legitimacy of your sexuality. Yeah. So, you know, there's other ways that, that bi erasure can happen. It's, it is that sort of straight washing couples or gay washing couples that are uh, similar or the same gender or opposite genders. But yeah, that's, it's something that is just, yeah, grr. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, and and by invisibility, it's very much along the same lines as, as the bi erasure is that it's basically ignoring, removing, and re-explaining the evidence of bisexuality. And so, it's it's people saying that it's just a phase, or you're just experimenting because eventually you'll figure out that you're either gay, lesbian, or heterosexual. Uh, and we hear that. Yeah, I've heard that before. Quite often. Yeah. 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 Um, or saying again, back to the erasure that that bisexuality isn't a real mm-hmm. sexuality that you just haven't made a decision yet. Yeah, yeah, and also, and and like you said, you know, a lot of people will see you with your current partner, and depending on the gender of that person, determine that you're heterosexual or homosexual, and not even considering that there could be another option, or that depending on previous partners. Or others within the relationship that that you know there you could be something other than heterosexual or homosexual. And then you've got communities like the LGBT communities that are in organizations that are trying to to provide help to these uh, to these folks, but they don't have bi specific programs and resources. They get the money, and even though the bisexual groups are, we do make up more than fifty percent of the groups. We aren't. Supported, so we don't get those bi-specific programs and resources that that people really need. Yeah, yeah. So why is it so important then to minimize this bi invisibility and bi erasure? And I think we've said it so many times on the podcast before, but it is that everyone wants to feel included and part of a tribe. We everyone wants to feel like they have a group that they belong to, and when you when you do promote the the bi invisibility in within the within society and within larger communities, it does make people feel marginalized and alone and separate. They don't feel like they belong to any group because they don't feel like they feel like you're telling them that you don't have a group to belong to. It doesn't exist. Yeah, there's no place for you to feel included. Yeah. So what that leads to is then the extreme uh, amounts of mental health issues for bisexual the bisexual community. So um, so all this data here is is mostly is coming from the U.S. The, that's the main source of much of this data. But in comparison to heterosexuals, to lesbians, and to gay men, bisexuals have a higher rate of anxiety, depression, and other mood disorders. They have a higher reporting of self-harm, of suicidal thoughts, and suicide attempts. And they have a low, lower levels of social support. Again, going back to those, even the uh, accepting organizations, they, they don't have the funding there that people need mm-hmm. to find the help that they require. Bisexuals are less likely to feel comfortable with their sexuality or be out to friends and and their family comparatively to the lesbian and gay community. And they have a higher rate of substance abuse, smoking, and heavy drinking, which, I mean, I do drink pretty heavily. <laughs> but it's not my sexuality that causes me, causes me to do that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it is... It is a problem, and it's something that you know. If you if you're a constant listener, you know that I suffer, suffer, and have suffered from a lot of this. That self harm and the suicidal thoughts was something that I struggled with for a very long time, mm-hmm. and still have some struggling with that. It still pops into your head, and you're it's something that you can't control. And ultimately, what you what you learn is like it. That's okay. It's mm-hmm. okay to have those thoughts. It's acting on those thoughts. As soon as you feel like you're going to act on those thoughts, that's when you need to, to get help. And that's where it's good to have have a greater community. And, and whether there be 
community-based organizations or just communities and people and groups out, you know, within within your city and within your area that you can go to and call on for help when you need that because everybody needs help at some point. And yeah. and as long as, you know, we can try to to promote this and try to to get community groups out there to provide services specifically for bisexuals, then that will help those people then to have somewhere to reach out to and help to minimize some of these effects. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. that's all sort of the intro. Yes. <laughs> the intro to all this. You made it so far. Um, and I realize this isn't our, to- our normal sort of light and airy subject matter. No. Um, I apologize for that. But this is still doesn't make it any less important. So, we'll try to, we'll try to you know, add some jokes. <laughs> it's just going to be hard. I was going to say, how are you going to do that? Kind of a dour subject matter. But, um, yeah, so... You intro the the next uh, paper, the first paper, I guess it's paper one. Yes. Uh, So this paper was all about life satisfaction, which I thought was really kind of fascinating to look at at the trends of, of how people reported their life satisfaction based upon different factors. So there's a quote within this paper, and again, if you want sources, more than happy to send them to you, Um, but there's a quote in this paper that says, the minority stress model theorizes that adverse health outcomes in sexual minorities are predicted by increased exposure to environmental and lifetime stressors, discrimination, and victimization. These experiences accrue over time and have been tied to negative health outcomes, especially among older LGB adults. So... The question is then, is, is life satisfaction, and, and when I say life satisfaction, I mean like your, your psychological health and well-being, um, but is that similar for the bisexual community as it is for others within the LGBT community and amongst the heterosexual community? And then does that, uh, does, does sexual orientation predict your changes in your life satisfaction throughout adulthood? Because we all do change, and that's going to be the same no matter what group you're in it's just a matter of how does that change happen is it positively is it negatively um so yeah this paper was kind of looking at at how people's life satisfaction was in different groups and how that changed over time general life satisfaction yeah Yeah. and so on on average for for most people uh your your life satisfaction increases the older you get and i think Mm -hmm. many of us can can sort of relate to that the older we get the less we care about what people think and what people say and what people do and we're just sort of like you know what fuck y'all we're we're all right you you kind of figure out how to get through life (laughs) yeah and so your satisfaction then increases uh again on on average women have a greater life satisfaction than men Mm -hmm. uh which i think is Again, makes sense and it's fascinating. I look at and I'm curious to see how this data changes in future generations mm-hmm. because I think about my parents' generation. My mom traditionally had more friends than my dad, mm-hmm. so meant and you would typically you assume uh, people with a greater life satisfaction have a greater number of friends. Do you think that that has anything to do with? As far as, um, like, your dad not having as many friends, and it was just one person, one instance, but do you think that that has anything to do with the fact that men are traditionally told that you're not supposed to share your emotions, you're not supposed to show weakness? I think so. Do you so. think it has yeah. anything to do with that? I think so, personally. I think it's it's one of those things that when you, you don't share those feelings, you don't share those emotions, it's hard to make connections that mm-hmm. are really matter and really last. Meaningful. You know, we can have, yeah, meaningful yeah. connections. You know, we can talk about the football um, but there's no real, there's passion there, but there's no depth there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can be very passionate about a sport, uh, 
but it's it's the difference between watching the sport and playing the sport. It's completely different to watch something. On, I'm looking at it from a very surface thing. Watch it on TV. Mm-hmm. Watch it live, or actually play it. And I think that's sort of that a good analogy for this kind of emotional depth and 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 what you get out of it, right? Um, and the relationships that you then build from it. You don't expect to be friends with your coach uh, or with a quarterback if you're watching it on TV. So. Um, yep. And also, then, uh, those who are more educated tended to have higher life satisfaction than those with a high school diploma or less. And I'm sure that goes into just because it's easier for you to get a job, you generally have a higher paying job, et cetera, et cetera. So that, that kind of makes sense. I also was listening to another podcast recently where they touched on that and said, basically, the, the more educated you are, the better you are at dealing with problems that things that are dealt to you. Not just money problems right. or, or job problems, but you, you realize you have a bigger picture. So, you have better problem-solving skills. Well, it's even bigger than that, I think. I okay. think that the, what they were saying was things like um, that sort of that fishbowl kind of thing. The bigger your ocean... The bigger your your worldview, mm-hmm. the the more capable you are of dealing with issues <laughs> and dealing with with problems as they come up to you. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, of course, married people are more often uh, have a higher life satisfaction than non-married people, but I think that depends on your married person. Uh, if you're staying in a relationship just because you feel like you're supposed to, I don't think your satisfaction will be as high. But right. I would love to see <laughs> that data kind of yeah. spread out a little more. Um, Interestingly, I thought was race and ethnicity was not a significant uh, uh, predictor of life satisfaction. And while lesbian and gay individuals did not differ from heterosexuals, bisexual bisexuals were significantly lower uh, on average for life satisfaction, which so, is really a fucking kind of bummer. Disheartening, isn't <laughs> <Yeah>. it? Because <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, my life satisfaction. You know, I, when I look at my personal life satisfaction. Uh, over the last even 20 years has gone significantly up. I think, you know, we've talked about this before. I'm a different person now mm-hmm. completely really than I was 10 years ago. And it's, it has to do with, for me, that sort of coming to terms with my sexuality and being out and being proud and, and, and whatnot. And it's, it's something that has really affected my, you know, positivity, but I've been lucky in that I've had uh, a, a group around me. We were lucky enough to be able to create a group around us in which it's all people who accept us and people who don't accept us quickly get shuffled along. Yeah, I think that's the key because in many areas, people who are identify as bisexual don't necessarily feel like they have the ability or the safety or support to come out to those around them. But if you're not able to be out and proud and live your true life you know, as your true self, then I can see where that would definitely negatively affect your your life satisfaction and and a lot of other things. Um, But like you said, I think for both of us, I would rate our life satisfaction quite high. And it has increased, but that's because we are out to everyone. We don't hide who we are. You know, like you said, we were able to create a community around us and surround ourselves with positive people, with supportive people, and not everyone is that lucky. They don't have that that option or the ability to do that. Very true. So when you look at the overall trajectory of life satisfactions, it's a linear increase for heterosexuals, 
mm-hmm. lesbian and gay individuals, again, very similar uh, to heterosexuals. They're, it's also mostly linear, but the trajectory for bisexuals was not linear, uh, it, which suggests that they, they, we don't have the, the same uh, increase in life satisfaction as we get older, so, which is really a bummer. It's, I think everybody has, has a right to, as they, as they age, to start living, a better than, uh, living their best life, yeah. for lack of a, a lack of a better term. No. So what does that all mean if you have lower life satisfaction? Look, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's funny. You know, looking at the looking at the data and reading the papers, I think for me, it's easy. It's easier to compare it to people we know, mm-hmm. and we all know those people. We all know those people that are constantly grumpy or constantly alone or constantly miserable, but. We it's hard to figure out why they're miserable or why they're grumpy or why they're alone. But typically, and if that person might be you, um, you know that that sucks. It, it absolutely sucks. But often those people are also sicker. They're you know more apt. Um, so in in this case, for when we're looking at life satisfaction, the um, lesbian, gay, and bisexual adults have higher rates of loneliness and depression due to alienation mm-hmm. from from the air quotes, normal straights, uh, which then leads to things like cardiovascular diseases and, and weakened immune systems and poor, uh, overall, just poorer health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's plenty of uh, evidence that suggests that this is more so within the bisexual community, even than the lesbian and gay community, uh, when you compare it, when you compare them. Yeah. So basically then if we're going to sum it up a little bit, then you have greater life satisfaction, you have better health behaviors. So when you're when you're happy and when you feel accepted, you want to be healthy. So then, when you're healthy, you feel better and you're happier. It's just that whole big kind of you know self fulfilling prophecy kind of circle goes round and round. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I even uh, taking it back onto me yeah. when I was so depressed uh, when I was dealing with my sexuality. It was one of those things that if I got sick, I'd be like, "Well, I'll get better," and if I don't, I don't. It wasn't now. If I get sick, I'm like, all right, off to the doctor. <laughs> We've got to fix this problem. This is a problem. I need antibiotics or a splint. But, but Bradford, you have a headache. I need a splint. Splint my brain. You know, so it's, it is. It's one of those things that, yeah. you know, it, it's even little things like that where you you take for granted that because you're, you're feeling good and you're feeling you're like, oh, I'm sick. I need to go to the doctor. Uh, but if you, you feel like you, maybe you deserve it, I'm sick. Well, this is because I'm a bad person and nobody loves me. Right. And that's not the case. No. So uh, generally, life satisfaction for adults in the U.S. is stable uh, throughout middle age and increases once, once you pass middle age. So that I think that is the I'm almost going to retire syndrome. Yes. <laughs> that kind of sounds awesome. <laughs> the I'm going to go in and take a dump on my boss's desk work <laughs> syndrome. Um, there's a lot of hyphens in that syndrome. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, older adults have a greater satisfaction than younger. Uh, and thus, you know, you have more well-being. When you have more well-being, you tend to be more supportive in relationships, provide more support to others. It's, I mean, it goes out. It's building a web. Yeah. It's building these communities. It's building a web. It makes you a healthier person. It makes you hope that other people are healthier and want to help them. So I think the moral of this story is just be fucking nice. Yeah. Be nice and accept people. Yes. (laughs) 
Yes. You don't have to understand it. You don't have to do it yourself, but just accept people. Yes. It's, uh, it's, it's always makes me interested in, to know that so many people out there think that understanding and accepting have to go hand in hand. Yeah. And they don't. You don't have to understand me in order to accept me. Yeah. You can ask questions and, and try to learn to understand me, but you don't have to, you don't have to understand me. It's not a, uh, it's not a requirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So also in this paper, they were looking at health disparities between older sexual minorities and heterosexual individuals. And uh, generally, the sexual minorities, as they aged, had higher rates of physical limitations, higher rates of immune dysfunction, mental distress, lower rates of self-acceptance. And all of this goes hand in hand with what we've you know, been seeing in the rest of the paper earlier. Um, but also I think that kind of what kind of goes along with that is that older LGB adults were more likely to live alone and be childless, which then can also contributes to the loneliness and the isolation as they age. And, and when you do have physical limitations and it's harder for you to get out, there's not that community support. There's no one to help you get out and, and go somewhere and socialize with others. And, and you do feel a lot more alone. And it's, it's a problem, I would say, in older adults across the board, but it, you know, if you don't have the family support and the social structure prior to that, then it's going to be even worse. Yeah, and you know, the the moving on, the, the bisexual women and men uh, reported higher rates of loneliness than lesbian and gay adults. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm. Again, there are many senior groups that are targeting lesbian and gay adults. Mm-hmm. So that gives them that tribe, that space where they can feel like they can be themselves, but we still don't have that for the bisexual community. And, you know, there, there shouldn't have to be someone, someone should, can't say, oh, well, why don't they just go to one of the gay or lesbian senior groups? Yeah. Because that's not how it works. Often the, the, in within the communities themselves there's a, like we said before there's marginalization the there's you know, the bisexuals haven't made a decision they're still yeah. one foot in the closet you know even though they might be in their 70s yeah they there's, still haven't made a decision there's still a lot of discrimination against bisexuals amongst those groups and and you know the more that we can try to uh, you know get the word out and talk to people and help them understand and this isn't just for the heterosexual community. It's both lesbian and gay communities as well. And I think we could do a whole other podcast on that. Um, 
But yeah, like you said, it's it's not as easy for bisexual individuals to go and be as accepted. Yeah. So, you know, how do we how do we solve this? Mm-hmm. We've we need this uh, we need this good supportive community. We need to com- combat this loneliness and isolation. You know, specifically and especially as we as we age. You know, where do we get this support in later life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it has to come from from social community networks. We have to build those early on, and and help people to feel part of it from a young age, and and pull people in, even if they're not part of it as they age. But it's it, it's got to come from the community. It's got to yeah. come from the people. Yeah, because yeah. you know ultimately you know you increase that support, you increase life satisfaction, and then you help people live happier, longer lives. And if they're happier and healthier, it also reduces the societal cost. Yes. Okay, so. Should we move on to physical health? Yes. (laughs) This one is exhaustive, and I'm not sure how much detail we need to go into, but we can just kind of start and see where it goes. Yeah, sure. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So in this paper, we're jumping to another paper now, then they were looking at the... specific physical health issues in the bisexual community. Uh, So it does go through a lot of uh, very specific issues, and it was actually really quite thorough because it broke down not just specific issues, but it broke down uh, within different communities, so different ethnicities, um, male, female, those who, you know, different uh, sexual identities. It it was really quite exhaustive. But, you know, to start with, they were looking at women and they found that sexual minority women compared to heterosexual women, so those in the LGBT community compared to heterosexuals, had an increased risk of uh, physical diseases like arthritis, diabetes, GI issues, which were two times more likely, just huge, uh, cardiovascular disease, heart attack, high cholesterol, hypertension, hepatic disease, obesity, stroke. You get the point. <laughs> this podcast is fucking depressing. <laughs> um, and, but what was also interesting was that women with both same and opposite sex partners, so bisexual women, had much higher risks of physical issues than even those uh, within the, the lesbian community. And, uh, yeah, it, it's really just kind of fascinating when you look at it in that respect and just all the different physical issues that were more prominent. Yeah, and so, of course, the men had similar issues. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to list them all because it's just fucking depressing. Um, <laughs> but specifically, the, the bisexual men um, were at a higher risk for GI issues and obesity, mm-hmm. which just tells me it that just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. We, we all get stressed, and what stress makes my stomach hurt sometimes. I understand. Yeah, and yeah, stress yeah. and depression, it's not... Yeah. So men with both same and opposite sex partners had a much higher risk of most of the issues, which, yeah, lucky them. Um, <laughs> why can't we have a higher risk for, you know, lots of money and winning the lottery? <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah. Uh, so individuals then who are unsure about their sexual identity had increased risk factors for cardiovascular. I mean, because look, if you're confused, you're not alo- you're not excluded here. You're you're a part of this group. So you too have increased risk for cardiovascular disease, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and having more physical health conditions compared to heterosexually identified individuals. Lucky you. Fucking straight. <laughs> 
I just want to make a point too that you know people are like, oh, you know, the 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 gays, the lesbians, the trans, the bi people are are going to hell. Nobody ever says you're going gay to hell. You're not going lesbian to hell. You're not going bi to hell. You're not going trans to hell. What do they say? You are going straight to hell. <laughs> I am. I love my straight people. I'm just letting you know. I love you. But we're all going to hell together. We're all going to hell together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what was also interesting, like I said, that this before that this paper kind of broke down amongst non-Hispanic whites, non-Hispanic blacks, Hispanic and Latinos, and it looked at the physical disparities between them. And and it's just it's really kind of fascinating how all of this kind of uh, ties together. But amongst all of the the groups people who identify as bisexual still had heightened risk for certain physical conditions. And it was usually blood pressure, GI, things like that. So again, stressors, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The obesity makes sense. There's that stress eating and that comfort eating. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and it's, it's kind of a, the overall trend for many of them, which not necessarily all of it, but the overall trend was that lesbian and gays uh, communities had higher risk of some diseases compared to heterosexual and then the bisexuals were even higher than that. But it's, again, it just shows that marginalization and the effect that it can have, not just mentally, but also physically. Yeah. I, I will say looking at this over this whole paper, the one thing that really stuck out to me as a positive in this whole mire, quagmire <laughs> of depressing shit was the majority of individuals who reported never having sex were identified as heterosexual as heterosexual and had exclusively opposite sex attractions, which means they are the virgins, the, the straight, the heterosexuals. If you're bisexual, if you're gay, if you're lesbian, you are more likely to at least have had sex. Awesome. I hope you enjoyed it. In this study. <laughs> now, don't be depressed. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, interestingly as well, uh, the they were looking at people who had said that they were unsure about their sexuality. And they were at increased risk for, like, high blood pressure and, and some other physical conditions um, amongst men, but not women. So, that I thought that was really kind of fascinating. Interesting. That is yeah. interesting. Yeah. And then those who never had sex, um, certain groups had, again, higher higher propensities for, like, women and white groups had, were at an increased risk for obesity. White and black individuals were at increased risk for high blood pressure. Um, but it really is interesting how it's not, you know, how not knowing, being unsure about your sexuality or never having had sex, and I, again, I don't know the age range. I'd have to go back and look at the age range of the individuals in this study. But just seeing how that uncertainty and the lack of acceptance, even to yourself, how that affects your physical health. So, yeah, yeah this paper was kind of depressing. <laughs> but it's also really important information, and it really does show, it really just highlights these effects. Yeah. Yeah. It is depressing. Yeah. Sorry, guys. When sometimes when I'm home alone. Mm-hmm. I just sing to myself all by myself. Oh, I see what you did there. See? Yeah. Makes me feel better. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to liven up this podcast. It's, kind of, it's depressing. I don't want to have people to, back at home and in the car. It's just like sobbing and crying. No, don't Unless do they're that. laughing too. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Uh, should we jump on to the next like subject matter of? of yeah, yeah, let's do it. Find so it's around here, okay. Uh, we 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 touched a bit on on biphobia and and again you know despite making up uh, more than half of the LGB community, um, bisexuals are often described uh, unique. Well, we've described unique experiences of stigma and exclusion. Yay! Uh, common stereotypes included with biphobia are bisexuals are promiscuous and carriers of sexually transmitted diseases. You know, I sort of wish we had a sound on the podcast where we go, incorrect. <laughs> I'm sure there's an app on the phone. Do you there, want me to find something? I've looked before. I, <laughs> I remember one time while uh, with C&D, I was looking for crickets. Because <laughs> yeah. she said every time she made a joke, it was just crickets. And, uh-huh. Yeah, anyway. Uh, bisexuals are untrustworthy or traitors to the LGBT community. I think that's interesting, too, because they include the word B in LGBT community. And mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, I guess as a traitor, you are part of the community, but also... I feel myself over here getting angry and it's just like, so a couple of good examples of that one are, I know that I've heard um, mentioned from several people within the lesbian community uh, that they won't date a bisexual woman because you always just go back to a dick anyway in the end. Yeah. Um, And and so that, and that's definitely something that I've heard. I know friends of mine have heard it as well. Um, But also, Part of this is is when they say that bisexuals can take advantage of heterosexual privilege because it's not always obvious that you're bisexual and a lot of people can mistake mistake you for being heterosexual and and there's privilege associated with that. But what was interesting was recently when we were talking to someone and he was he was in the gay community in a small town, and he made the comment that, and I might get it a little bit wrong, so correct me, mm-hmm. but he made the comment that he always thought, you know, that you had it easy because you can just go down to the yeah. pub and blend in and, and watch the footy yeah. with the other guys and this kind of thing, but didn't realize how difficult it actually was for a bisexual male. Yeah. And it, but it is that misconception that, oh, well, you can just kind of blend in, but you can't. Not the same. Yeah. It, blending in is not being... It's not acceptance. It's not acceptance. It's not yeah. being one of the group. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a really difficult distinction that a lot of people have making. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, bisexual women are only, uh, they're only aiming to, to seek sexual attention from heterosexual men. And look, we've all seen it at clubs, at pubs, and at uh, mm-hmm. on dance floors. The women making out, you know, but to assume that they're only doing it. For attention, for attention, or to gain a heterosexual partner. I mean, don't. I've never quite understood that because don't don't you think that if they just walked up and made out with the guy, they would get more attention than if they were <laughs> making out with another woman? I mean, if they really, if the if the D was all they wanted, why wouldn't they just go after the D? I don't know. It just doesn't make. There's a logical jump there that I can't make. <laughs> Um, and then lastly, that uh, bisexual men are too afraid to fully come out and therefore really just gay. Oh, I just I hate people so much. <laughs> so angry. Throw the paper away. Yeah, anyway, so I'm, I'm over here mumbling to myself because it just uh-huh. pisses me off. Ugh. Yeah. It just makes me angry. It's like, yeah, I'm, I must be gay. I just really, really like eating pussy. 
And, and you're really, really good at it for oh, a gay guy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, most gay men are terrified of vagina. Yeah. Like, you say the word and they're like, ah! And they run away. Not because they're, like, screaming like a girl, but just like they're screaming. That's how they scream. Ah! God, you're like, that's disgusting. I mean, I've heard him also go, oh, fuck, no, you know. So it's, you know, anyway. But Well, we do know that many horror creatures are designed after vaginas. That's right. If you look at the perfect example, if you've ever seen the movie Starship Troopers, look at the big brain creature. It is clearly a vagina. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the designer of that creature was gay. I need, I need to stop. We'll have to look that up I and see. I need to look yeah. that up and, and figure it out. That's going to be a long podcast. <laughs> Also, Starship Troopers. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, we're ready to move on to the next yeah. uh, series of papers here? Yeah. Let's do it. So, um, this paper, the, the I guess the, the key note of this mm-hmm. paper was that bisexual men are less likely than gay men to disclose their sexual orientation. That was sort of the, the overview of the paper. But then they tried to, tried to dissect that. And say, okay, why is this? And ultimately, it's either whether it's real or whether it's perceived. Um, did I say perceived? It's perceived. Perceived. Interesting. My country's coming out. See, I get a little bit of alcohol in me, a little bit of anger in me. And, <laughs> and the country comes say, out. The country comes out, and I'm saying perceived instead of perceived. And, okay. Whether it's real or not. <laughs> Uh, is that the negative uh, emotional reactions from others? And I can I, I can understand that. When I came out to my mom, I thought for sure she was going to be mad at me and was not going to uh, was not going to react the way that she did. Yeah, because it's always one of those things that what you can imagine in your head is likely worse than reality. Yes, it may not be, but it it's likely is most of the time it is because we always. We always think of the most negative outcome and anticipate that and prepare ourselves for that. Yeah. And we've said before, your imagination is two things. It's the cruelest thing that you've got, and it's a fucking liar. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, we, I think I'm probably quoted it on, on the podcast before, but Stephen King, who said the fright, most frightening thing he can write is someone knocked at the door. Because no matter who the reader is, they'll come up with the worst thing that could possibly be behind the door for them. And as soon as... They, as soon as he writes that the door opens, that, you know, nothing he could describe is going to be worse than what you imagined yeah. was behind that door. And I think that sort of falls into this as well. So something else that, that was uh, noted was that negative changes in relationships, again, whether they're uh, real or all in, all in your furry little head. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I look at my furry little head when I had split up from my first wife. And there was a, a big company meeting that was coming up. And I, it had been a few months, and my boss was talking about coming to, the, to this Christmas party. And I said, well, I've actually got someone who may come with me. He was like, oh, great. I can't wait to meet her. And, I, you know, there's that fear of, oh, because it was a guy. And I was like, oh, geez. You know, I was like, well, actually, it's a guy. He goes, oh, great. I can't wait to meet him. Yeah. And it was just like there was no – and again, there was that fear in my head of what was going to be, and it was anti to what it was. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, and then another reason why bi men were less likely than gay men was because of the belief that others have stigmatizing attitudes towards homosexuality. 
completely understandable belief <laughs> because you do see that. Now it is better and I think it, you know, we're we're getting there, but and it can also depend on where you live, the community around you. Yeah, definitely. That type of thing, but um, but yeah, if you believe that people are going to stigmatize you, then you know if they feel this way about homosexuals, well, they're going to feel that way about bisexuals too. That's kind of that that path yeah. that, that you think about, uh, and it could also be that you know maybe you've had a prior experience with negative reactions whenever you've you've come out to other people, or you've disclosed something very personal to someone else, and they've had a negative reaction. Well, that's going to make you less likely to want to disclose. Yeah. Your sexuality or something else important to them. Once bitten, twice shy, kind of yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, um, wanting to maintain your uh, the perception that people have of you or others' perceptions of yourself. You know, that's maintaining the status quo. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to you don't want to throw a, a, a wow. I almost went Australian. You don't want to throw a spanner in the works, a wrench <laughs> in the works. I, we've been down here long enough that I'm I've changed span wrench to spanner. There's there's one. Uh, you know, you don't want to throw a wrench in the in the machine and yeah. and make a change that you're not that you don't think you're ready to deal with or or, or can deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fear that those told would tell other people, right? Because as we all know, good news travels fast, bad news travels faster, yeah. and you know if they think it's bad news, they're going to tell everybody that they possibly know, right? And it's your story; you should be able to to tell it, yeah, when and where you want to, but. You know how people are. Yeah. Yeah. And then lastly, it's just the fear of rejection. Again, uh, it be it religious, be it cultural, be it your your little culture that you live in a small town, be it the, the apartment building that you're in. The country you live in. Or what country you live yeah. in. Uh, you know, it's, it is just, that's what, within the last 14 days, mm-hmm. it's become legal to be gay in India. Yeah. And that's... That's just remarkable. Like it's to say something like that is illegal is just. It's almost unfathomable to us. Yeah, I really can't. Yeah, because what is it? Something to the effect of four to seven percent of the population is non-heterosexual. Uh, mm-hmm. So that means four to seven percent of the population was illegal. Yeah, that's just like that's crazy. It's mind-boggling. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> drink. So there was another paper that uh, was really kind of interesting, and it and it kind of took me down a whole other path and made me think about things differently because you know here we are talking about bisexual individuals being a minority within a minority, and and you know the experiences and the effects that all of this has on bisexuals. But this paper highlighted the fact that there's not been a lot of work done to study the experiences of those who are in multiple minorities. So um, you look at like a black bisexual. What is their experience compared to a white bisexual? Um, And and so it was really kind of just highlighting the fact that we need to address these and minimize the impact because everyone does deserve to be true to themselves. But, you know, for someone who is part of multiple minorities, it can become infinitely more difficult to, to live your true life and to be true to yourself. And I just I can't imagine that. No. Yeah, and you know we've we've made some friends recently that are both trans and bisexual. Yeah, and you know just to clear that up for anybody who is unclear, uh, uh, transgender has to do with your gender. So if you look at you identify as being male or female, 
and your sexuality is nothing to do with that. Mm-mm. It's it's as as different as the sound of your voice and your eye color. They are completely non-related. So, you know, we've got people who are in the trans community who have gone through um, some of the some of the surgeries uh, to more closely identify to the gender in which they feel and they're bisexual. Mm -hmm. And that just is like, I can't imagine how, how they deal with all of the pressures from, from both sides of that, both within their community and outside of it's yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It, it, it really is a, an interesting area that, that, can definitely use a lot more examining and looking at, and again, a lot more support for individuals is needed. Yeah. Cool. So I think we're going to wrap up. That's a lot of deep stuff. Um, And, you know, we've got a lot more. We've got more papers that we're going to dig through. We And, And spoiler alert, one of them goes into sexual behaviors, like specific sexual behaviors, and and the effect of your sexuality on your specific behaviors. So I'm really excited to share that one because it's kind of fun. <laughs> you're, uh, you're, good, something uplifting. Um, yeah, we we definitely appreciate. Um, I think folks sticking with us through this one because yeah. I know again it was kind of it's a little more serious. Yeah, yeah, and it's I think it's unlike some of the stuff that we normally do in that we try to make it uplifting and light and fun and happy and yeah, this yeah, this is not <laughs> any of that. No, um, but it's good information, and I think it's important for all of us to to kind of realize it and face it and and let's do something about it, even if it's little by little, one person at a time. It all yes. makes a difference. That's right. That's right. So if you are listening to this and you are straight or gay or lesbian, number one, thank you for listening to us. Number two, be nice to everybody. And if you're bisexual, be nice to everybody as well. Uh-huh. So I think it's stuff that we can all learn and that we, again, to, just to reiterate once again, you do not have to understand someone in yeah. order to accept them. And if you do see someone that needs help or that, that may be hurting or alone, reach out. Mm. It doesn't take much. Just a kind word, a gesture. Are you okay? Yeah. And that's something that we've seen a lot of recently. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's just for those situations where we're trying to prevent suicide or trying no. to prevent self-harm. I think that is something we could all do in general. Just say, hey, are you are you doing okay? Just mm-hmm. reach out to somebody and, and try to give them a hand to hold on to. Mm-hmm. For sure. So we've gone through a lot of stuff. We've gone yes. through a lot of data. I'm sure there are people out there that are shaking their fists at their listening device and saying, I don't agree. So if you don't agree, feel free to email us. We will, we'd love to uh, see what you think, or if you don't like some of the data, or if you want to know where the data came from. Uh, happy to pass it along. Happy yeah. to pass it along. Again, thank you to the, to the wonderful listener who, who sent it, sent us all this information. It was, it's fantastic. We've got at least one more podcast, maybe two more podcasts of, of mm-hmm. stuff that we need to sort through, sift through. And, uh, we will, we will start working on that in the not-too-far-distant future. And we're back from the Wayback Machine. Yes. We were whisked back to the present. Uh-huh. 
honestly, can we go back in time? Because <laughs> life was so much simpler back then. Was it? Uh, do you remember Bradford and Angela from back then when we would have sex with anybody and yeah. like we'd go to the club and it was just like, oh my God, this is going to be great. And I mean, arguably how much simpler than like sitting on the couch can you get? Because that's about all we can do these days. I know, but <laughs> it's just not working for me anymore. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. <laughs> um, so if you're tired of sitting on the couch and you want to get out and, and meet other people virtually, yes. you can do it virtually. This is a COVID safe web- website. Uh, our friends over at altplayground.net, they have uh, officially acquired both Love Voodoo and Swingers Underground sites. Uh, and so what does that mean for you? Well... It means a lot more people that you can um, bump into. Get it? Get it? Uh-huh. Um, yes, both yes. digitally and if you're brave enough in the IRL, in the real world. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I guess that would be IRW, but in real life, right. IRL. Yeah, okay. Look, I'm, I'm using old, you know, whatever, old lingo. I'm old. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, if you are already uh, a member of Love Voodoo, users and their data will be merged into altplayground.net, resulting in significantly more people to connect with. Which that is sounds good. exciting. I know, right? Yeah. And look, this is just another way that altplayground.net is changing the game. Uh, they're working hard to bring you the ultimate lifestyle experience uh, with like-minded people across the country. Soon, across the world. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, also, you know, look, all of us are stuck here in the current times mm-hmm. alone mm-hmm. or with our partners at home, and we're looking for some new toys. Yes, we are. So where do we go to get those toys? AdamandEve.com. That's right. And what do we put in the checkout field? By the by. That's right. And what do we put in our shopping cart? Toys. And what do we get in those toys? We get one item at 50% off and then some extra free stuff thrown in and videos on demand. And I don't remember all the rest of it. Don't you remember the most important <laughs> one? Oh, free shipping. Free fucking shipping, <laughs> shipping, shipping. Yeah. Free, free, free shipping, shipping, shipping. Uh, I know that's for the U.S., Canada, and and, and Australia. I'm just going to say the rest of the world, that's probably you as well. Let's because hope so. Look, it, Really, that's that's the only people who really listen to us religiously are there and in Europe. Hey, guys, love you, Europe. Uh, so, yes, please, please go to adamandeve.com. Find you some sexy toys uh, to put in your pants. Yeah, or your partner's pants. Or both of your pants, and then it's a race. Ooh. Unless it's a double-ended dildo and you can do it together. Well, then you're going to have to have new pants. <laughs> and where can we find those pants? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> On the floor next to my bed. So, look, if you have questions, comments, or rude remarks about uh, today's podcast, please, please, please send them to us. We have, we even like the rude remarks. Uh, we are on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at By the By Podcast. You can email us like this wonderful listener emailed these papers to us, uh, theatomsoflove at gmail.com. And we're always happy to hear from folks. If you go to our website, www.bythebuy.com.au, you can sign up for our newsletter and you can ask us questions there as well. <laughs> if you don't have the socials, which I completely understand right now with the, today's world, and you don't have an email or you don't want to send you an email, just go to the website. We can figure out who you are and ask 
and answer your questions. Uh-huh. And also, just as a side note, completely really unrelated. I like it. Uh, if you do want to check out our little mascot more, he has his own Instagram page. Oh, look, you're, you're so, so Angela has been really taking care of Pippin's Instagram page, and now she cares about it. So she's trying to get more followers. I love it. <laughs> He's just such a little cutie, though. Oh, and it's good for people who want to see him. And that way right. we don't like spam Facebook with him. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's Pip the Floof. Pip the Floof. So if you're interested in seeing more of little Mr. Pippin, yeah. you can do so on Insta. He's on Insta. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think Pip the Floof needs to go out. So, I think he uh, does. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's drop this bomb. I think that's what he's going to do. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 